episode six, Consternation on Butterfly Island. There is a famous Andalusian joke which goes like this: In Slaven Gravie Krosin Ogstretie, Ogtotren Ja Chukenen. Translated, this means: Why did the gravy islander cross the road? To torture the chicken. While it's wrong to paint everyone with the same brush, this joke aptly lampoons the sadistic mindset of many from Gravy, in particular Nutty the Spoon. And then, as the sun set, the big spider and the little spider lived happily ever after. Don't you enjoy your afternoon? This way to the prisoners, sir. Calls me Filthy Jewels, sir. You are the one entrusted to navigate us to Heaven's Clover. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I sailed over the boiling o. Uh, no, no, not the sausage. Yes, the sausage. Uh, and I have plenty more with that king for me. Look, look, look inside my pockets. No, no, please, please! I, I beg you, sir. And appreciate a fraudster taking us on a journey they know is impossible. No, it, it is possible, sir. No, no, please, 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 put, put away I'm the sausage. sausage. Such a delicious parcel of Indian milk. I swear, I do anything. Look away, Crawley George. Look away. I'm look away. Con, my good friend, Lord Banks. Are you? No, 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 sir! I wouldn't do that. Please, please put the sausage down, sir. I'm going to eat it in front of you. No, no, don't eat the sausage. Oh, lovely text. No, please, sir. Please, I beg you. <laughs> Your spider songs can't protect you. How pathetic! Whoever heard of a man scared of a sausage? Indeed, dear listener, there is nothing more cruel than forcing a man to watch another man eat a sausage. In the famous Danska children's book, The Otter in Crab's Clothing, a camouflaged otter lures a gullible family of crabs to stray far from their home. To a distant creek with no rocks to hide under, where the otter then reveals its true nature. The book is a warning to the children to be careful where they stray. Perhaps Lord Banks should have been more careful when following the elusive trail of the Admiralis Mirabilis. Oh yes! Come up here, young Nick. I'll give you a hand. That's it. I'm getting a little height sickness. My brain feels a little fuzzy. When your brain feels a little fuzzy, just pretend you've eaten an ice cream too fast, and you'll get used to it. It's the same with lovemaking. Now have a look at this, young Nick. Yes, this plant here. Uh. Hurry up, Solander. I want my magnifying monocle. Almost there, sir. Carrying this botanical equipment slows me down somewhat. Could you give me a hand up, sir? No. Don't be such a lazy bone, Solida. Your monocle, sir. Yes, thank you, sir. Look at this thing. Oh, it looks like a weed. 
This rather simple-looking plant is what the butterflies like to eat, young Mick. The Calindra Sanctum Incidicus. See the drooping flower buds? The butterfly stands with its strong legs and shapely calves pushing into the stamen. In return, the Calindra allows the butterfly shelter in the night using its prickly stem. Seen here. They create their pupae here. Symbiosis, young Nick. This is the heart of botany. My heart is in the sea, sir. I study the waves the very same way you study the flowers. When I see a wave, I study its form, its girth, and its ferocity. Sir, I, I believe this particular calendra, being of alpine variety, is possibly a member of the Pistratus Celebrius Calculesium Magni family. Shush, Sander. Young Nick and I are discussing botany. The repercussions of a mistaken classification... For goodness sake, Solander! Do you want me to poke you with my secateurs? Pass me another plum. They're rather delicious. Look at my tongue. Has it got another colour? A different colour? A different colour? It's gone purple, sir. (laughs) What what kind of purple? Like the plum. I thought so. Show me your tongue, Nick. (laughs) It's purple too. That's marvellous. Would you like to see my tongue, sir? Oh, certainly not, Senator. Up this way, young Nick. We're almost up. High up on the slopes of Mount Butterfly, Lord Banks and his entourage pursue the flitting insect through crags and crevices, drawing ever closer to the mysterious heart of Butterfly Island. And what a crater it was. Small in diameter, deep, perfectly formed. It has been listed as one of the nine wonders of the world by National Geologic, although the same magazine lost some credibility when it included the rather dull sand dunes of Gregaria, which I have been to myself, and I can tell you from experience, they're nothing to crow about. Oh, my giddy gaddy. Butterflies! Millions of them must be nesting in the crater. Oh, what impressive specimens. They're so big. And look, there's the one I want. There, resting on that leaf of that angribius lobi. Must be the alpha male. I think it might be the queen's. I don't think there is a male queen. Nice try, Solander. Pass me the jar. Hey, Uncle. I'm going to sneak out to it. Hold still. It's the departure overture, Uncle Joseph. Never mind that. Open the jar lid. It means the weather is about to turn foul, sir. I can think of something that is to turn much fouler than any weather that has ever existed, and that is my mood. If we don't catch that alpha, ignore it. With respect, Uncle Joseph, I must obey the chain of command. What about the chain of blood, Nick? The chain of blood and butterflies. I'm sorry, sir. I do not wish to be court-martialed. 
Nick, no. No, Nick. Nick! Nick! He's gone. I know that's all I've done. You don't need to stick me off, yes? Very boring. May, may I assist you, sir? It would be a great honor for me. Well, I suppose I have no other option. It seems a lot less historic with you doing it, Solitaire, but it's just going to have to do, I suppose. Yes, sir. With pleasure. No, Solitaire. Not with pleasure. Never with pleasure. Go down to sea level with this. Prepare the long ball for sailing. What do we do with these mountain plums? Load him up to the back. Yes, sir. Oh, here he is, young Nick. Sir. Where's Banks? Um, he's up at the crater, sir. He's insistent on catching a butterfly. What the funk is he playing at, Jeffries? Sound the bugle again. Sir, the sky is blackening. I can see the typhoon approaching the fortitude. We must make haste, sir. I can't go without him, can I? Flunk and done this. Give us the crampons. What are you doing, Captain Quaker? I'm going after them. I'm off to catch me a petulant aristocrat. There is no butterfly more striking than the female Admiralis Mirabilis. Its wings, luminescent blue, a plumage like velvet curtains decorated with two large elliptical eyes. When pinned to a wall, these captured eyes are articles of great beauty, sought out not just by butterfly collectors, but by museum exhibitors, kings and queens, and shahs and czars, and emperors and maharajas, all of which might explain why Joseph Banks got a little carried away in pursuit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Oh! Oh, did you see that? I almost got it, sir. I almost had it. Careful, you're getting very close to the edge, sir. Perhaps you could capture one of the other butterflies. They're, they're very beautiful in their own right, sir. I want the alpha. I must have the alpha. Yeah. Oh, please be careful, sir. So close. Pass me the net extension, sir. Oh, good, good. I'm just going to reach over the abyss. Hold my legs. Yes, sir. No, it's perched on that twig. All I need is another inch. Move your hands from my knees down the calves to the ankles. Yes, yes, yes. Now, do you have the jar in this? Yes, sir. What, Look, do you think you're doing? Get yourself away from that crater. Captain Quaker. Quiet, Quaker. I'm about to catch the alpha. Did you not hear the departure overture? I was very specific about my instructions. Do not interrupt my concentration. I have almost got it. Did you hear that? You're endangering the lives of everyone on the fortitude. And you are endangering my patience, sir. Sir, perhaps Captain Quaker has a point. The weather is closing fast. Perhaps risking the lives of everyone on the ship may not be worth one butterfly. What did you say, Solander? Just possibly, you know, considering the situation that, that maybe risking the lives of everyone, all the crew on, on the ship, may not be worth one butterfly, sir. How dare you, sir? How dare you? 
You are dismissed. Get off this traitor. Go. But I'm holding on to your legs, sir. Pass my legs to Quaker, and then you go. Sir, I was only trying to help. You have insulted me, you have insulted my Uncle Bertie, and you have therefore insulted the Bartonians. Go! Yes, sir. I will do as you wish. Captain Quaker, hold on to my master's legs, please. I got him. I got him. Forget the butterfly, it is not to part. Now, I'm going to pull you up now. I'll give you good. Oh, oh, no, no. I'll give you good part of One, two, three, four, five, six, Little did he know that the annals of history would be shrouded forever in controversy. Seconds later, Sidney Solander overhears a struggle at the Butterfly Crater and encounters an ashen-faced Joseph Banks carrying a magnificent butterfly specimen in a jar. But no sign of Captain Quaker. Lord Banks! Lord Banks, I had a terrible scream! What? What happened, sir? It's... It's all right. It's all right. I'm all right. Mr. Captain! Yeah. Yeah. There was a... A great tragedy. A, a scuffle. Where's the captain? I should go up there. No, no, no. The, no, no. I'm not... Careful, Solomon. What happened before? Yes. Yes, it just fell. And I... I couldn't grab him. I... I was too weak, Solander. He, he fell and he's gone. Gone? Well, it'd be more accurate to say dead. He's dead. Surely not. We should send a search party or... No, he's... Definitely dead. Oh, yes. But I have it, Solander. You have Morales Mirabilis. I have the butterfly. And... It would help no one for us to go back and retrieve his lifeless body. Let's just pick up our effects and go back to the longboat. I can insist, sir. But I have the butterfly. Sorry, I'm good luck. Master and servant descended the mountain gravely. But what must have been going through Lord Banks's mind that stormy afternoon will never be known. What is known is that the skeleton of Captain Quaker was indeed found four score years later, not on the crater of Mount Butterfly, but in a sheltered cove where he spent the rest of his adult life alone, kept alive on a diet of plums. The question remains to this very day. Did Joseph Banks make a mistake on the fate of Captain Quaker? Or is the truth more sinister? 
There shall be three gun suit, the Captain Quaker followed by four second silence. the dreaded Nor'wester, but in the process, a leader has been lost. <sighs> he died catching a butterfly. What a specimen it is. I shall keep it forever as a testament to his courage, of which he had some. I shall never forget Captain Quaker's final words to me before he slipped away to the depths of that great abyss. I held his rough and callous working-class hand in mine. But alas, his grip was too weak to hold on. And for a few dreaded seconds, he knew his fate. He said, you, Lord Banks, are an honorable and wise man. And I shall be honored for you to captain the fortitude on this noble quest to destroy Heaven's Clover, to quell the dangers of pleasure from spreading forth and ruining orderly society. It must be you, Lord Banks. It can only be you. Ah! And then he fell. And he looked up at me, and he saluted, like this. And his salutation shall not be forgotten. And now to honor him, I bid you all to join the ship choristers in singing his favorite song, the Neeps and the Yammies, a simple song. For a simple man. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think, son? Excellent, sir. Thank you. For an old trap for me, Danny. Light a fire upon thy knee. Tied a ball in my shoelace. It reminds
tragedy brings people together. And it also restores order. Lord Banks was back in charge of the voyage. Nutty taking charge of all sailing matters. Sidney Solander even got his room back. Who knows what secrets he was keeping on Lord Banks's behalf. No one knows the truth of what really happened. Solander's account of the tragedy presents scant detail. Lord Banks remains the only human eyewitness of what transpired on that narrow ledge in the butterfly crater. Yet a witness of another sort would have its say on the fate of the crew of the Fortitude. The Lord Banks was heroic, but nothing could be done. Captain Quaker had fallen to his death. Sunder. Yes, sir. What are you doing? Just describing a diary entry into the recorder phone. I need your help with this butterfly. Of course, sir. Just a second. Alan Solander. Yes, sir? I think I should probably listen to those recordings in private. I, I just want to make sure that they're correct. Of course, sir. Because, you know, Solander, sometimes stories are accurate and sometimes they are correct. And there's a difference, I think. Uh, I think I understand you, sir. Uh, would, you, would you like some cheese? Gruyere, perhaps, or...? Some plum preserve? No. Now. Very carefully. Don't sit. I'd prefer if you didn't sit. Sorry, sir. Thank you. Just, just help me with the butterfly. You hold the wings. Be ever so delicate. Let's give another pin, sir. Pass me the monocle, actually. Oh, there we go. And just one more. Well, look at that. Handsome, isn't it? Admiralis Mirabilis, the miracle admiral. In all its glory, the greatest aristocrat of the butterfly world. Isn't it truly a wonder of nature? The eyes on its wings are, are very striking, sir. You know they're not really eyes, they're just markings that look like eyes. Of, of course, sir. Whose eyes do they look like? They remind me of someone. I can't see any resemblance, sir. Don't they stare into your soul? Stare right into your very soul. They stare right through you, don't they? They stare right through me, Solander. The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium was created by Lawrence Arabia, Duncan Sarkis, and Stephen Templer. Written and directed by Duncan Sarkis. Music by Lawrence Arabia. With original artwork by Stephen Templer. Recorded by Nick McGowan. Audio design by Thomas Press and Nick McGowan. Produced by Fiona Elwood. Starring Jermaine Clement as Lord Joseph Banks and Uncle Bertie. Jonathan Bruff as the narrator. And Lawrence Arabia as Solander. The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium is a co-production of South Coast Shenanigans and Stitcher. Our executive producer is Chris Bannon. Can't wait for more Bertie. 
You can binge the rest of season one and start season two right now. To find out more, visit UncleBertie.com.